Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Firefighters and aircraft from 10 states have already begun arriving in California to help the weary crews. They're battling some of the largest blazes in the state's history, and several of them burning around the states. At least six people have died, and more than 500 homes have been destroyed. At a wildfire briefing, it was Governor Gavin Newsom yesterday asking residents to evacuate, and he said the state hasn't seen quite this much fire in many years. Heed the emergency notices and the evacuation orders, you take them seriously. 119,000 people so far have, because 771,000 acres has already been burned in the state of California, the equivalent to the size of the state of Rhode Island. Some 560 wildfires are burning throughout the state. Tropical storm Laura brewing up in the eastern Caribbean. Forecasters say it could pose a hurricane threat to the U.S. Gulf Coast. Hi, this is Lee. And this is Matt from the Kingdom Builders. About 22 years ago, I remember doing my father's roof in Bloomington after a huge hailstorm had gone through. And now he just had me come out and take a look at his roof because he wants to make sure it's okay. 22 years old now. Most roofs in that time era were good for about 20, 25, maybe 30 years. So if you're looking to get an honest assessment on whether your 22-year-old roof is still good, give us a call. Yeah, Lee, I remember that storm too. And as I drive around Burnsville, uh, Bloomington, the South Metro, I see all of these roofs that replaced back in 1998. And it may be time for an assessment for us to come out and let you know if you have a year or three left or if now is a good time to get those shingles replaced. For an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Parents, are you having anxiety over the indecision with fall schooling? Wondering if it's going to be online only? Oh, no. Or partial online and in-school crazy schedules? How can parents possibly plan for any of this? I'll tell you how. If you have a preschooler through third grader, you really need to look into Egan Montessori Academy. We have three locations and have successfully remained 100% open for child care and school throughout these uncertain times. Egan Montessori prides itself in offering award-winning child care and a safe, sanitized school environment, offering proven, accredited programs that are sure to enhance your child's learning capabilities and teach them to enjoy the learning process. This sets them up for future success in school. The Montessori process works with the individual student in making sure each child is maximizing their potential. Fall is almost here, so for your free, no-obligation tour, go to emasouth.com. That's emasouth.com. Bringing peace of mind to parents and the love of learning to children. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. 
The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. We're not looking at noise. This thing that we live in starves people. Don't hit me with them negative waves so early in the morning. It's the King Banyan Show. Life in capitalism always ends in billionaires. It's true. It's true. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. No one ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for a change? The government is the public, and the public decides what is good for itself. Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Here's King Banyan. Good morning and welcome. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for being with us today. Beautiful August Saturday. And there's a tradition around our parts. This is the weekend where our students here at St. Cloud State, where I'm broadcasting to you from, um, yes, we're open. We're, we're not North Carolina Chapel Hill. I, I, let, me st- let me just start right here to say something about that. There isn't one rule that applies for every school or university not even one within a state local conditions drive these things so what happens in chapel hill is appropriate for chapel hill what happens at michigan state uh, you know in in lansing is appropriate for lansing uh what's appropriate for the twin cities is appropriate for the twin cities okay you can't use what happens in one part of the country and think that that's what we should be doing in another part of the country okay that that that's my simple truth on that on that particular point. Saying nothing about what's at, about SCSU or or Minnesota State, except to say, individual campuses and individual systems have to make their own set of decisions, and they do, and they will. Um, and so, this is the weekend where we see people moving in. We had we we had a convocation week this week, unlike any other, where where Pretty much everything happened by by Zoom. Although we actually did have an academic uh, an academic uh, sort of like a, a welcome to St. Cloud State, uh, and and it's a ceremony in which we actually try to tell them what the ending ceremony, what what commencement will look like. So I like to call it pre commencement by four, maybe five, maybe six years, um, and and it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing, and we actually did that. We did that for those that wanted to do it in person. We did it in person in a in a socially distanced way. We had a we have a uh, we have an auditorium here at the other end of the building in which I'm sitting right now, um, where it normally seats 800, but under the rules we have to work under right now to keep socially distanced, we actually probably can put no more. I don't know what the exact number is, but it's certainly under 150 people in the room. So we had. It worked out. We did. We had a very fine, uh, very fine, fine uh, event yesterday uh, with folks, and classes start Monday, uh, and uh, we'll be here uh, for them, for those for those that are making that decision to come to come here. We we're we're looking forward to it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit more about our reactions to the pandemic and how the pandemic's influencing the economy here, because I get questions 
from folks. And by the way, your questions are welcome. 651-289-4477. 651-289-4477. The number to call with your questions or comments. Or just to say good morning, a beautiful summer day, late summer day. Can you believe it's already late summer? It is. I mean, fall is not that far off. Um, you know, we, uh, uh, Wyatt, who's back from uh, from his summer respite, um, is um, he and I are talking baseball, and I realize playoff baseball is not that far off. It's only about five, six weeks from now, and and football's going to start soon. And uh, and uh, for those of us that follow golf, they're already into the uh, FedEx Cup uh, Championship Series. The final three events of the uh, FedEx season are here. Um, and those events indicate to me that, they, along with convocation, tells me summer's coming to an end pretty darn soon. So... The reason I, I say that is not to talk sports, because I know many of my listeners are like, if I wanted to listen to sports, I'd listen to a sports station, not a business station. I, I get you. But my point is the coming of fall means that there are things that we think might happen and expectations that are being influenced by what we see happening with numbers related to the pandemic, the number of new cases, hospitalizations, and and so forth. Reading in the news this morning that uh, we're beginning to see case numbers here in Minnesota that are that are partly, and not very much, just about a, somewhere in the teens of cases where the person who's been diagnosed positive had attended the rally, uh, the annual rally for uh, for for riders for motorcycle riders up in Sturgis. I want to say they're all Harleys, but I don't know that they're all Harleys. Um, because I don't own a motorcycle, have no desire to own a motorcycle, and frankly, I haven't paid much attention to. <laughs> I, I know I have friends that go to Sturgis, and it's like, hey, great, awesome. Um, and um, But uh, do I really care about that? I've never cared about that before. Should I care about that now? Maybe a little bit. Maybe I should worry about that a little bit. But we're beginning to see those case numbers change, and we have beliefs that as we approach fall, that like the patterns of past pandemics, fall brings the increase of flu. Fall in nineteen in nineteen eighteen was uh, the peak of the uh, of, of the Spanish flu season, right? And that we had massive number of uh, folks die and uh, sharp number of of lockdowns like we experienced this spring happened at that time too and so i think those all influence um influence our thoughts our expectations and and the narrative that goes around the coming of fall along with the coming of school and so forth so i want to talk about this in a couple of ways and it was all triggered by a request by one of our listeners who reaches out to us on Twitter at the, using the hashtag pound KBRS for the King Banyan radio show pound KBRS. And if you go to Twitter and you just search for that, you will indeed find this show. Every other, sh you'll find information for this show that I send out and all the conversation that others send as well. 
as in fact I should go look and see what the conversations are right now I don't see anything popping into that window so my guess is everything is hunky-dory with you all uh, but the 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 question was what are these PMIs and why should I pay attention to them and why do you King talk about them so much so PMI stands for a purchasing managers index now my father for a while actually worked as a purchasing manager for the plant he worked at for many years and indeed I because she asked me about 30 minutes ago how to listen to the show today mom might be listening hi mom love to love I think she forgets that she's an hour ahead of me. So our show starts at 9. That's 10 on the East Coast for you, those of you listening to us. And if you have friends who are like, oh, you should listen to this show. And you don't, I, I know you don't live there. But it's okay. You don't have to live there. You, can, you, don't have to live, you don't have to live near us in order to listen to us. You just go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, click on the Listen Live uh, piece, and you can listen to us live at any point. Or you can go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and click on the podcast, and you can pick up past past broadcasts of the show, of this show and all the shows that appear here on Business 1440 for a long, long time. There's lots of stuff in there. Um, we invite you to we invite you to do that. So if you miss something because you decided to go on a on a trip, a good for you. B you didn't miss anything. You can pick up uh, you can pick up the show on the podcast later on. So, I, I, so someone, I think it was Jack, who's a regular listener, regular commenter over on Twitter, using the hashtag PoundKBRS, who asked me, what are these PMIs? Um, for those of you fairly new to the show, and I'm taking a little time to talk about this, but I wanted to, I wanted to uh, give you a little bit of background of why I feel like I've got some expertise to talk about this. Here at St. Cloud State, we have run a quarterly business report for the St. Cloud area. We're now at the end of year 22, meaning we've been doing this a pretty long time. I haven't been the person doing it for all 22 years. I only came on after about five or six years. But I'm, I've been doing this for, for, for about 17 years now. Our survey is like a purchasing manager's index. It's not the same. For one thing, we don't give you a single number. We give you the full table, which I think has more information than less. I think it's more important to give you all of that information. So we give you a table rather than a number. Um, but a purchasing manager's index is basically a survey. So purchasing managers in, in plants around the country have a pretty good pulse on what's happening what's happening out there and they will say something to the effect of they'll be asked a set of questions one of which will be what's happened to the level of business activity in your in your place of work compared to say three months ago or six months ago or one month ago different PMIs do it in different ways I'll tell you I'll tell you after the break how they do this but we do this and our ours is over the last three months what do you what do you think has happened now Purchasing managers are very good and are very good about giving you that information because 
Anytime the plant wants to make more stuff, they need more input. And the purchasing manager is the person who knows whether or not the demand for the inputs that the plant needs have increased, decreased, or are pretty much running at normal. And that's the question they ask them. Hey, compared to where you were three months ago, it's the way we raise it, would say it, compared to three months ago, what's the level of business activity at your, at your place of work? Is it been increasing, decreasing, or about the same? The Purchasing Manager's Index is compiled based simply on the answer to that question. There's a lot more detail that goes behind that and how you turn it into a number, and I'll explain that to you right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Believe me, if I cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to Business 1440 at Radio.com. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code MINNEAPOLIS for 20% off. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. Did my research on high-rated vehicle, good value, and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third and also my third child, uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again. So now I'm in the Santa Fe, and Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. The staff and the salespeople really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with. Through August 31st, get 0% financing for up to 72 months, plus no payments for 90 days on Tucson and Santa Fe. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. Stop into Invergrove Hyundai or shop online at InvergroveHyundai.com. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we recognize that this school year was a little different. As you look ahead to a new chapter this fall, TwinCitiesTuitions.com will be here to help with half-price tuitions for first-time students. To see a full list of partnering schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. 
Welcome back. King Daniel Show, this is 1440. Uh, happy to be with you this morning. Um, we are we are here on a beautiful August day. Thank you for being with us. There's lots of things you can be doing trying to cram those last, what, uh, nine days of August into uh, to get your summer in before uh, September comes. Yes, we live in Minnesota. We know what snow in September looks like. We've experienced it. Yes, it can happen. And yes, uh, to, uh, to, to Twitter, who says, please use physical distancing. I want to be socially close to people while physically distant from them. Absolutely, I agree. I, my mistake. I will, I will watch what I say a little bit better. Uh, I, appreci- I appreciate the correction, sir. Um, 651-289-4477, the number to call with your questions and comments. Why would you care about a PMI and what does it do? And I'm, I, I want to talk about this. The reason I'm talking about this this week and why I chose to pick it up this week is this was the week where you got lots of reports about, lots of reports about purchasing uh, from the purchasing managers index from around the world. So Eurozone numbers, let me. Let me see if I can grab the Eurozone figures here a second. Um, Eurozone index softened to 51.6 for 54.9. Um, uh, okay, the decline was in the service sectors. There, So the composite was at 51.6. Services at 50.1. Manufacturing was at, was at 51.7. Headline estimate was 55. Okay, uh, Japan PMI. Uh, still below 50 at 44.9. Manufacturing rose slightly. Services down a titch. Uh, demand continue quoting from market, uh, who publishes most of the ones that you see overseas, as opposed to those in the U.S. that are done by the Institute for Supply Management or by some group that's using their technique. Um, Ernie Goss, a professor at Creighton University, does one just for the Upper Midwest. I use it in a bunch in a bunch of work that I do. It is a reliable survey. I think I think Professor Goss does a great job. I I, I like I like I like the quality of the of the work I get from them. And he does this in a number of places. What I see and why I wanted to answer Jack's question is at this moment it is tempting to say the recession is over. The recession is over because a PMI went up over 50. That is not so. And the reason I would say that is is for a couple for two reasons. First of all, I heard um, my good friend Hugh Hewitt over on our sister station, AM twelve eighty the Patriot, where you'll hear Mitchburg today, starting at one o'clock, where you'll hear Brad Carlson, the closer, uh, one to three tomorrow afternoon. Um, assuming they're not on vacation. I think they're going to both be in live. Um, it's getting around that time for end of summer vacations. Um, so no promises there. But I think, I th- but I heard Hugh say something to the effect of, well, oh yeah, quarter one was negative, quarter two was negative, so now we have an official recession. No, Hugh. With all respect, let the economists handle this one. 
the official recessions become official by a statement from the National Bureau for Economic Research. Regular listeners here on the King Banyan Show already knew this. And they already declared a recession started in February. That recession could stop in May, and it would still be an official recession. By the way, it would be the shortest recession in record. And Hughes' analysis was correct. I, I... thought about actually pulling the audio for this and playing it because I thought I thought this is a this is a very important point. If you think about what a recession really is, a recession results from a mis results normally from some imbalance in the economy that causes production and consumption to slow and for incomes to fall. And and usually they result from something 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 different than a pandemic. I mean, let me put it to you this way. When when Katrina hit, did we decide there was a recession even in the places where it was hit? When Hurricane Andrew hit, did we say, "Oh, Florida's in a recession now?" No. When Katrina hit, did we say did we say Louisiana and, and Texas are in recession now? No. Um, do tornadoes cause recessions? No. The difference between those and a pandemic is the is the breadth of geography which they can strike. Pandemics strike the entire world, although not at all at the same time. And it's unlike the Great Financial Crisis insofar as the great financial crisis pretty much hit us all at once. But the slowdown in economic activity in China started in January, but here it started in mid-February. And in some other places, like in Latin America, it didn't really reach them until later in the spring. So recessions will, so recessions move around, but it's like... It, it, it's more like a natural disaster, whereas most recessions we have are caused by imbalances that happen within an economy. Perhaps caused by the Federal Reserve. Perhaps caused by government spending. Perhaps caused by speculative excesses in housing markets or, or a, change in, a change in the way which a, a particular key product like oil is distributed. This isn't like that. And those are the more common recessions. This one is really uncommon. And the measurements we use to look at recession look at recessions are not as helpful when you're trying to talk about a recession that looks like this one. I'm not saying this isn't a recession. I'm not okay, if a recession but recession means a general slowdown in economic activity it does not mean two quarters of of GDP decline. By the way, I hear I always hear that phrase. People laugh at the fact that economists usually will say two quarters of negative GDP growth. I agree. Negative growth sounds stupid. I've never liked it. I don't use it. I say two quarters of decline in GDP. Right? Which means we produce less stuff than we did a quarter ago. GDP is a 
is a flow of goods and services that come out. The flow was interrupted when we had to close down restaurants. The flow was interrupted when meatpacking plants had to close because an outbreak happened in them. They had to close when we couldn't ship goods across international borders. It closed or couldn't get goods off off of uh, trains and ships because dock workers were not able to to work in their facilities or you couldn't get enough of them there. Okay? The flow of goods and services declines when people have to stay home to take care of their children because schools are closed. Right? That or or their teaching is happening remotely. That's that's that. PMIs are not designed to live in that world and let me explain why. If you are a purchasing manager and you're asked the question over the last in, in May and we did this. We sent out a we sent out a survey in May here in St. Cloud. It's about 80 to 90 Managers are not P, they're not purchasing managers. We we actually will go to the CEO or to whomever the CEO designates to fill out the survey. And we tell them pick if you pick somebody, stay with that same somebody until they leave you, and then of course you're going to pick somebody else. But we'd like to get the response from the same person time and again. I find for the most part, our businesses, their CEOs are doing it themselves based just on anecdotes. Um, or what, what those CEOs tell me is, no, I do it myself. And sometimes, sometimes I know, and some, sometimes I know because we ask for written comments, sometimes I know who, whose comment that is and who it isn't, although I don't collate the data, so I don't actually see the responses on the, on the forms that come in. Anyway, in February, if I ask you, what happened to the level of your business activity versus three months ago? I'm going to get most people saying decrease. The PMI that we do, we don't actually do we don't actually do the index the way they do. The way they do the index is they take the percent that says increase plus one half of the group that says there's no change, and they turn that into a number. When I'm asked to give you a number, I give you a number on the difference between the number who said it's increase and the number that says it's decrease. I think that is better. But understand, all I'm telling you is versus three months ago, is your business going up or is your business going down? And here's the thing with PMIs. They only tell you direction. They cannot tell you, they cannot tell you the volume. They're not designed for that. So when I see, oh, the economy must be in expansion because the PMI is over 50, I say that doesn't necessarily mean that. That could just mean that. You experienced a heck of a decline, 30%, 40%, back in April and May. And when I ask you in August what happened, and it's up 15%, you're going to say, my business, is, my business is increasing in business activity versus where it was three months ago. What I didn't ask you was, where are you versus six months ago? Where are you versus a year ago? And PMIs don't do that. All they can tell you is what's happened what's happened over the last month or three months or whatever window they've framed their question in. Right? PMIs are a number generated out of a survey that is only asking directionality. 
And the reason that's important is a number over 50 doesn't tell me doesn't tell me that you're back to where you were before. It just tells me that you're climbing up from the bottom. It tells me that you're in the recovery phase, but it doesn't tell me if you've recovered. And what we want to know oftentimes is the second, not the first. We want to know if you're all the way back, not just if you're on your way back. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Relief Factor. Effective pain relief that really really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two weeks. Yes, two weeks and my pain was gone and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com. And then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. Audiences everywhere are saying Uncle Tom is a must-see movie. Uncle Tom was amazing, simply brilliant. Uncle Tom's the finest, most thought-provoking documentary I've ever seen. Oh my God, what an amazing movie. Every American needs to watch your film. It doesn't matter if you're left, right, or center. It's a great movie. It's just absolutely wonderful. An eye-opening masterpiece of the real history of America. I am blown away breathtaking i sat here with tears rolling down my face through most of this movie thank you so very very much for doing this uncle tom is one of the most important documentaries of our time i highly recommend everyone get it i wish i could figure out a way to get everybody to watch it get your copy today at UncleTom.com. use promo code minneapolis to save 20 percent. i think that you may save america with this movie UncleTom.com. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Welcome back. 
King Banyan Show. This is 1440. So we're reviewing what uh, purchasing manager indexes do, and I, I'll, I'm going to leave that topic in a second here because it's um, it's a it's a little dry for <laughs> dry for radio. Heck, it's dry, it's dry, in a, it's drier in a classroom. Trust me. Um, I've not done this course, but I've written a course. I've not taught it yet. That is simply called economic indicators. And I've wanted to teach this uh, for a while. I've got a bunch of courses. I, uh, you know, they. I don't get to teach as a dean. I have too many administrative responsibilities to deal with, um, particularly right now as we uh, are, are opening uh, the university for classes here on Monday. Uh, but um, one of the courses I've wanted to teach is is basically here are all the different indicators you can use. Here's what you would learn from them, and here are the cautions. Right here's here's what they don't tell you that people think they do. Here's how people misuse data, and there's a whole lot of misuse of data out there. I have I, it's one of the reasons why why I have what I would argue is a it's something it's something embedded in and I think any economist that was trained anywhere between say about 1974. And somewhere around the, somewhere in the 1990s, is we we tend to look at at models as being just that they're models, they're not reality. Yet some people tend to think they're reality. We see other people who build, who take a bunch of data find a way to filter it into something that can that can be used to generate a forecast and when you ask them what the structure of this is they don't know it their their forecasting model ends up being a black box i've always been anti black box but i've also been anti i've also was trained at a time when people were anti big models because big models make a lot of assumptions in order to make the model work that you don't know that they make they make assumptions that you don't know you actually made would be the easiest way for me to say that so i tend to use a set of indicators and a, and and admittedly a fair amount of judgment i don't you know i will i look at the data right now and i see these pmis and i see people interpreting them to say, oh, Japan's in huge trouble. No, I mean Japan is in Japan is in trouble, but it's been in trouble for nearly thirty years. To the point where, if you call a purchasing manager and say, "How's business doing?" Well, what's been their normal answer? Their normal answer has been, eh, "We're not doing very well." And you always have to remember, I as I call it, as not because I call it that, but because it's referred to as uh, Stamp's first law. If you've listened to the show long enough, I've probably said once or twice, I've wanted to write a biography of Sir Josiah Stamp. He sounds like a really, really interesting person. Um, uh, uh, someone that, that had a finger in lots of different things. Um, I, am, uh, I am super interested in his life, though, because he, he came up with the fact that, you know, government, you know, Governments like statistics. They square them. They, they they multiply them. They take the square root of them. They report them in all other ways. 
But at the end of the day, every government statistic you have is the result of uh, a night watchman who just writes down whatever he damn well pleases. That's the quote of Stamp's first law. And I and chances are you don't hear it, but I want I I want I've just been fascinated by that because I think it's true. You have to think about, particularly with PMIs, who are you asking? When are you asking them? Why are you asking them? And what's likely to be their default answer? Because the only way a PMI can give you any signal, the only way any indicator that comes out of a survey can give you any signal that's of any use is when the respondent gives you something other than the default answer. Right? If I play, if I'm watching somebody play a roulette table and they've decided their strategy is they're going to bet on the color that the roulette ball lands in, right? Red or black. And we know, of course, that it's not a fair bet because there's a green slot. There's two green slots, and if it lands in the green slot, both the red and the black lose. That's that's the cut. That's the cut that the that the house takes. Right? If I see someone deciding I'm going to do this anyway, I'm just going to play red. I'm going to play red, and I'm going to play red. I'm going to play red. When the person changes to black, I the question in my head is okay. Why did they change to black on this bet versus the other, the previous six bets where they just kept kept betting on red? What made them change that time? When I keep asking you the question, how's your business activity doing? Ver- how's, how is the level of your business activity versus some months ago, um, one month or three months? They have sort of a stock answer. Their stock answer for many of them probably is, that's ah, the same as it was before. We're we're doing fine. It's the same. I want to look. I've got other people who answer that question, who are generally sunny people who always say, "Oh, my business is growing. My business is growing. My business is growing." They say it all the time. I want to know when they change the dial. When do they reset? But remember as well. So so one, it's directionality. Two. Purchasing managers are human beings who have certain biases, including having a stock answer to a question that they get asked on a regular basis. Now, these all even out. The Institute for Supply Management's uh, PMI for the entire United States, the number of purchasing managers they're interviewing is about 40,000. It's a big darn survey. It's an impressive amount of work. We have a survey that actually has 18 questions to it. Theirs has five. But we only survey about 80 to 90 people. We get back somewhere between 50 and 65 of those surveys. Some, and some people are very faithful about it. Some people answer it sometimes. And there's some people who, frankly, we probably, we probably should have a visit with them, whether they want to keep getting the survey. Uh, and, and, we, and you have to refresh your sample from time to time. But ISM, it's 40,000 people. So there's constant turnover in that. It's a pretty good survey. I like it as a survey. But people who use the 50 say business is expanding. It is, but it's expanding from where it was one to three months ago. And one to three months ago, where were we? We were in a very 
deep recession. How far back have we come? That won't tell you that. Now, if I flip over to, if I flip over to uh, uh, looking at the looking at the various GDP nowcasts, New York Fed New York Fed's uh, nowcast is at about fifteen percent. Merrill Lynch is out with one right that that I saw reported that's around nineteen percent gain. Uh, the Atlanta Fed is running around 24, 25% currently. They're at the high end. New York Fed is at the low end. That is their normal pattern during a middle part of a quarter for quarter three. Merrill is saying that the GDP number for Q2 is going to be revised slightly in a direction that will make it look less bad than it was before. But it's still going to be like minus 32% on an annual basis. We're still going to end up, but but so when people said that 18 to 19, you know, hey, that's going to go up by 15, 20, 25%, that's great, but it went down 32 before. When the PMI is being reported as getting up over 50, that just means you're coming back from having lost 30% of your production. It doesn't tell you if you're coming back 10% or 20% or 30%. If you look at the nowcast numbers, they would indicate that versus where we were at the end of 2019, at the end of Q3, we're probably tracking to be with GDP about 55 to 6% below where it was then. Now, five and a half to six percent is a pretty big number on an annual, so that probably comes out to a number somewhere around seven hundred billion dollars of lost output due to the pandemic in a twenty trillion dollar economy. If we snapped all the way back in Q four, that would be the loss. We would have lost about what's that coming about? We we'd have had a decrease of three and a half percent of GDP in 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 the calendar year 2020 compare that to what happened during the great re- during the the great recession the great financial crisis that number is a is somewhere in that very same area in fact a little bit worse that would be fine but it's not going to be that there'll probably be more lost output this time than last time in the purchasing managers index being above 50 doesn't change that fact it's just direction it is not it's not telling you a quantity in any way, shape, or form. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. So I have to be honest and let you know that sometimes I really do get nervous about our current situation. I know that I'm being taken care of, but sometimes I don't act like I know I'm being taken care of. I'm really not concerned about my health. I want to follow the protocol that is put before us. I want to honor those in authority over me. At the same time, I want to be a responsible and good steward of the resources that I've been given. Day-to-day activities might look a little bit different. We should continue steadfastly on the path that the Lord has given us. We're not called to worry. We're called to run a race of endurance. Remember, the world is watching. How we react to our situation could impact how people see our faith. So if you're interested in having a conversation about your roof or gutters or anything else, we encourage you to give us a call at 612 612- 
800-900-9166. Or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Let's face it, life can get busy. Between work, trips to the cabin on the weekends, keeping your eye on the markets, with everything going on, convenience usually comes at a premium. But Business 1440 is here to make things a bit easier. With the iHeartRadio app, you can stream your favorite shows anytime, anywhere, and it's free. Download iHeartRadio from the App Store or listen online at iHeartRadio.com and stay connected with your best financial partner wherever you go. Business 1440. Quit smoking now for half price through this special offer from Breathe Therapy and this station. Get one Breathe Therapy program for $250. Breathe Therapy is fast, easy, and effective. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab and Half Price Offers, or call the station now. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. I got to tell you, Wyatt, for uh, working with um, with uh, limited equipment down there, uh, uh, the music choice has been pretty darn good. Um, you, you know, King, I do what I can for you. Uh, I, you do. And by the way, welcome back. How was vacation, man? It was good. Uh, it, it was a nice, relaxing week up north, and you know, it's good to be back and getting back and adjusted to. Uh, a more of a normal schedule again, but no, it's always always a good week to just be with family and just relax a little bit. Awesome. Uh, what's the uh, what's the school situation for you? So I actually won't be going back until the spring, just because uh, I'm going to be a three and a half year student, and ah. in order to play my final year of baseball, I will uh, need to be taking that class or classes in the spring. So no classes this fall, and then I'll be back in the spring. Awesome. Okay. Hey, good to hear. Good yeah. to hear. Uh, and uh, and let's all let's all hope and pray that your uh, spring season will be uh, will be all fine. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, and, yeah. I, I, let, let's hope so. Um, uh, for those that don't know, Wyatt Wyatt uh, is a uh, baseball player. Uh, and um, do you want to say what university you're at, or otherwise I, I'll I'll be quiet. No, I can say uh, Northwestern in St. Paul. Uh, and yeah, like I said, three and a half years. So going to be going on my last semester next spring before I graduate. Wow. That's just, that's, um, 
I, I'm impressed. Three and a half years, that's pretty good. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, good job. Uh, Jack over on Twitter at PoundKBRS asked um, whether or not my skepticism about economic models extends to other models. Oh, gosh, yes. Have we not had, have we not had enough to know at this point that epidemiological models are not being very, not very reliable. Let me, let me stand up for the epidemiological models just for a moment, because it is, I teach, you know, I teach economics. So you would think right in that very first week, what do we do? We teach supply and demand. Well, we don't teach it usually the first week. Usually we wait till the second week to pop supply and demand on our unsuspect. If they're unsuspecting that we're going to talk supply and demand, where have they been? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, uh, but uh, we usually wait wait a week or two to to get supply and demand. And one of the things you have to sort of get through with usually one or two students will sort of get to the point where they wonder, well, where can I look up the supply curve for something, or where could I where could I does a company have the demand curve? that they need? And the answer is always no, they don't. It's the marvelous thing about markets, really. Uh, Markets are, you know, we use supply and demand. So, in fact, I'm going to save that. Let me save that point for the next hour. We use supply and demand. We use, and and the, the macroeconomics analog to that is aggregate demand and aggregate supply. These are teaching tools. And I believe the epidemiological models that that including the one that was put together fairly uh, quickly that seems to me based on the reading I've seen from um, from the University of Minnesota is basically a model they would use to teach teach in a public health course and for teaching in a public health cur- course is perfectly fine you want to think about the number of numbers the number of cases and number of people exposed and number of people get infected right so that SEIR model or SIR model for the simpler ones those are models to teach from and they're they're great to teach from because it what does a model do it it puts you into a world that's far simpler than the one we live in that simple world allows me to look at the relationship between two or three or maybe four variables. I wouldn't. I typically don't want models that a model that does more than that. And look at how they're interconnected, so that I can have explanations when I see one of those things in the real world change. I would say, well, according to a model I have, not the model, but according to a model I have for how the world works. The next thing we should see is this. Not will see, but should see. And my model skepticism and why why I, is that many people go from the should to the will without stopping at the humility barn to pick up a giant shaker full of salt on the forecast they're about to make. I'm very, very, I I mean, I'm all for models. The heck? I mean, I grew up teaching monetary theory. You can't teach monetary theory without teaching models. That's what theory is. Theory involves modeling. 
and and looking at a set of set of perhaps facts that you compare those models and the theory to. But I don't try to con- I don't try to confuse myself in trying to turn the model into into saying this is how the world will work. Right? And it's interesting because um it's interesting because like the the epidemiological models what did they assume? No change in human behavior as a result of finding out the infection rate for this particular virus was an R of two or three or four, to which humans react very differently to a to an infe- something that has a has an R factor, the number of people one contaminated person infected person infects, of one. Our behavior changes, right? And and the the epidemiology models didn't didn't allow for a change in behavior because they couldn't. They weren't designed to do that. They were designed to deal with the biology. They weren't designed to deal with the sociology. And when they when when you incorporate the sociology, all of a sudden the model becomes really 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 hairy. You can try to simplify it. You can try to model it. I saw a great, I saw a great crack at it by uh, John Cochran from the Hoover Institution I, that I thought was a really good way to think about it. But even his, he admits, this is a shortcut. You wouldn't really want to build a, build a full model of the economy based on this. Um, but it'd be likely that it would get you a better answer than the one that they had before. But they're for teaching. And I think climate change models, are te- many of those are teaching tools. Uh, I think the Fed dot plot, eh, maybe I'll talk about the Fed dot plot after this. I got to go away to a break. We'll be back shortly. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, Journey to Egypt and Beyond, as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Is there evidence of how and where the host of Israelites could have traveled as recorded in the Bible? Is there evidence of the Egyptian army's demise in the Red Sea? If you've seen the first part of this investigation of the Red Sea miracle, you won't want to miss the continuation. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code MINNEAPOLIS for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com and promo code Minneapolis to save 20% on Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. SalemNow.com, promo code Minneapolis. Runners, to your mark. Set. Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS, the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across Minnesota every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations. 
How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed, and you can have unlimited Internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the Internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite Internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast Internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761. 800-430-8761. 800-430-8761. That's 800. 